Shadow Mountain presents Eventide, Tales of the Dragon's Bard, Book One, a novel by Tracy and Laura Hickman. This unabridged production is read for you by Simon Vance. Prologue The Dragon's Bard's Most Sincere Overture I know what you're thinking. You've never seen a dragon at all, let alone any dragon king named Krag. You'll be right, friend, and it's my calling, day and night, to see to it that you don't. Now, you can discern with your own eyes that I'm no dragon slayer, but I keep old Krag from burning down your door and savaging your town more surely than any knight who ever tilted a lance. How? Why, good friend— I'm Edvard the Just. You've no doubt heard of me. No? But surely you've heard of the renowned Dragon's Bard, purveyor of peace, the minstrel of mystery who wanders the land in search of places, people, and their tales, the tales that save all innocence from the dragon's wrath. That old and terrible monster Krag, king of dragonkind, lies atop his hoard of inestimable wealth in a cavern deep among the roots of Mount Okalan, the accumulated treasure of a hundred wars beneath his deadly, ancient claws. It is as desirable a place as any dragon might long for all his long days, but dragons are creatures of adventure. Krag lives for the stories told of the sunlit world so far above him, and grows restless and angry when he is bored. But so long as his curiosity is satisfied, he'll rest at his ease in his dark home deep in the ground. I chanced upon Krag quite by odd circumstance. The humorless brothers of a discomfited young lady took umbrage at finding her name prominently featured in a fictional story of rejected love, and they unthinkingly threw me into the lair of the Dragon King. Krag was then, and remains, an imposing creature who, upon my rushed acquaintance, was quite prepared to eat me at once. As he raised his razor-toothed head to strike, I said to him, for dragonkind all understand the language of men, I said, It is entirely too bad to come to so quick an ending, for this would have made an excellent story. I stood humbly before the dragon, believing that I had told my final tale. Yet the dragon, to my amazement, and yours too, I see, did not eat me. Instead he sat me down before him, surrounded by the gold of unnumbered kingdoms, and asked me, his great eyes gleaming, You have stories? Perhaps I shall eat you later. Krag hungered for stories, and I began immediately to tell him all the tales I knew. I told him all the great tales, those same epics and sagas you yourself have known since your youth, tales of the House of Eldris, how Aubrey and his companions rallied the shattered and dispirited army of Duke Jonas the Unyielding in the Great Epic War, and led them against the night-march warriors of Xander the Shadowmancer. Krag became annoyed, and there is nothing more dangerous than an annoyed dragon. The tales were old to him. Indeed, Krag had participated in many of these tales himself, and was, I must tell you, frankly bored to dragon-tears with the same old legends of the great and powerful— So I switched at once to the tales from places of which no one has heard, 
and of creatures whose stories are sung and praised only around small fires. Day and night were uncounted in the cavern, for my knowledge of stories is voluminous. At last my tales ran dry. By this time I was haggard, thin, and quite worn out. I gazed up at the dragon with horrible expectation. The dragon blew a puff of smoke from his left nostril, then spoke. Good story, but now you have grown too gaunt, and eating you is no longer appealing to me. I think I shall find a nice village to terrorize with flame, burn to the ground, and utterly destroy. Now, I did feel significant relief at not being eaten on the spot, and the inclination of any lesser man would have been to flee at once. I nearly gave in to such an impulse when a thought came to me. What of those villages, towns, ports, and cities? What of the women and children who lived their lives?